May only truth be spoken here and only truth be heard. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Please be seated. The woman of Samaria said to Jesus, Sir, give me this living water. Now, tone is everything, I think. And when I hear this gospel, I always think of the woman of Samaria saying, saying this to Jesus in a tone that has a little bit of sarcasm in it. I imagine her as kind of a hard-bitten woman, someone who's had a hard life and is, has got a kind of a shell around her. She's got a, a tough attitude that protects her. So she says, sir, give me this living water. That sounds great. Then I won't have to keep coming back to this well every day. I won't be thirsty anymore. I imagine that she has this kind of hard-bitten attitude, that she wears this attitude of self-protection and toughness around her. Notice that she comes to the well in the middle of the day, right? Um, in Jesus' time and in this place, that would have been the hottest, most awful time of day to come to the well. So it's kind of for us the equivalent of going to the grocery store at two or three in the morning. You don't go at this time unless you're trying to avoid other people. So here she is at noonday. Why would she be avoiding other people? Why would she come when none of her neighbors are going to be there? Well, as Jesus is in conversation with her, it's revealed she has no husband. She has someone, but they're not her husband, and she's had five other husbands. The gospel doesn't comment on the circumstances that led to this, whether it was uh, grief, whether it was poor decisions, whether it was some combination. But this woman's had a hard life. And more than that, she's had a life and a string of broken relationships that's caused her to go into hiding, to put up a tough shell, and to avoid her neighbors and her community. It's possible she was forced into that. It's possible she was shunned, marginalized, pushed out to the edge of her community because of her past, of what's happened in her life. So, sir, give me this living water. Then I won't have to keep coming out here in the middle of the day to draw water and bring it back in the hottest part of the day. Remember that in these four Sundays of Lent, starting last Sunday, we're going through this series of encounters with people who meet Jesus. And because of that meeting, experience transformation. 
the transformation that the woman of Samaria experiences, bless you, the transformation that she experiences, she goes from coming to the well in the middle of the day to avoid others, to rushing back into her community to share something, to share good news. She goes from avoiding other people to seeking them out to tell them something. You know, like many of us, when we do have a protective edge or when we have, when we have a little bit of sarcasm in what we say or ask, I think that what she had when she said, sir, give me this living water. Yes, there was some bitterness in it, but there was also some hope. There was also a yearning, a thirst, a desire. And Jesus gives her the living water. Jesus gives her back her life. How does he do this? As soon as she says, sir, give me this living water, he says, go get your husband. Sir, I have no husband. She, he draws out from her the truth. And he shows her everything she's ever done. He tells her that he knows who she is. He tells her that he knows her past. He offers all of this to her, but without a smidgen of the judgment that I imagine she experienced from every other quarter in her life, including from herself. To be known completely and also to be loved. For her, that is the living water. It takes away her shame and her bitterness, and it renews her. She rushes back to her village. She leaves her water jug on the ground, which is even more meaningful than like leaving all your grocery bags that you carefully collected and keep in the trunk of your car behind. This water jug that would have been one of the most important implements in her household needed for every daily chore. She leaves it behind because she is in such a rush to go from being lonely and isolated and on the edge to go back and tell people. And what does she tell them? Come, see a man who has told me everything I have ever done. This is not about Jesus being psychic. This is about I am no longer ashamed of who I am. I am no longer bound by what I have done because somebody told me everything I've ever done and still loves me so I can come back to you and I don't need to hide from you anymore. I don't need to hide from myself anymore because I am known, fully known, and I am loved, completely loved. from isolation to relationship and belonging. Jesus has given her something that flows through her, that overflows. She has to share this good news with other people. In the Orthodox tradition, 
the woman of Samaria receives a name. She's called Saint Fotini. The Episcopal Church commemorates her, I believe, in February. Fotini means the enlightened one. And tradition has it that Fotini, after this encounter, Fotini, who was the first person to hear the good news that Jesus is the Messiah, and the first person, according to John's account, to proclaim that news to others, from isolation to proclamation. She is also baptized, according to her tradition. She is baptized at Pentecost and became one of the first apostles, one of the first saints of the church, to go from isolation and hiding to proclamation. And then through that living water of baptism, she belongs like us to the body of Christ. That living water flows from Jesus through her and the other apostles and to us, we are all bound together and belong through that living water. We are fully known and fully loved. Don't be ashamed of anything you've ever done because Jesus has given all of us the gift of renewal. There may be things we have done wrong there may be things we'd prefer to forget or to hide from or to hide from others. And I don't think many of us, I certainly would not go running to my neighbors to tell them to go meet the guy who knows everything I ever did and is talking about it. But we don't need to be ashamed. Through that living water, we're bound in the body of Christ. Through that living water, whoever we are and whatever we have done, there is a path for us to belong, to be freed, and to be renewed. Amen.